This episode is sponsored by Rockstar Connect at rockstarconnect.com. Let Rockstar Connect help your brand become a rock star in your industry and create local celebrity status in your sphere through monthly meetups and networking events. Find the next Rockstar Connect event in the Triangle or in your area at rockstarconnect.com slash events. But I try to leave every conversation with me doing something for the other person, with me giving something to the other person without expecting anything in return. But my grandfather was a major influence on my life, and he was a master networker. He was a Kentucky colonel, and he was knighted by a queen, and wow. a knight of Malta, and a Freemason, and a Shriner, and it just goes on and on and on. He had clients that were billionaires, and he had friends that you know dug ditches, and they all loved him. So when he died, at his funeral, I sat next to my grandmother. They were lying down the street, I mean, blocks of people waiting to, to, to greet her, and they would come up, and every single one would say, Maury Raymond is my was my best friend. Uh-huh. That's the way he made them all feel. And because of that, he would never wanted for anything in his life. He helped people achieve what they wanted to achieve. And it was very old school. That was back to the days of, of, of three martini lunch. Mm. And that's an event that I would love to bring back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. All right. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Josh. And this is the show where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? And today we are very excited to welcome Stephen David Elliott from Rockstar Connect. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on uh, the show today. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you. Um, like one of the most difficult things as a business owner is growing your network. And um, I found online some information about you that said, one, you are the greatest connector in Raleigh, which I think is pretty cool. I also checked out your website, Rockstar Connect, which is essentially, well, just tell us a little bit about what Rockstar Connect is first. Uh, well, Rockstar Connect is uh, the largest uh, evening uh, networking event uh, in the United States. Uh, what we do is we uh, allow our hosts to become the altruistic leader in the community that they would like to be and also benefit from the local celebrity status that comes from that. Yeah. So, so I love that about Rockstar. It's, you're making them the rock star. Well, they are the rock star. Yeah. So essentially our clients are already rock stars. They, they have to be in order to, yeah. to be successful in this type of uh, client generation. The attendees that come to the networking events, they are the raving fans, uh, the groupies. They become brand evangelists uh, for the hosts. Yeah, They're going to the events. They're consuming all the social media associated with the event that's created by Rockstar Connect for the host. Rockstar Connect, we're just uh, essentially the roadies. Uh, for the rock star, we're doing the heavy lifting, uh, plugging in speakers and carrying guitars, you know, booking venues, providing the education that our clients need to be successful uh, in client generation and creating deep referral relationships from their events. Yeah. So it said on your uh, in your about page that you created and founded Rockstar through years of experimentation and implementation. 
So how did you kind of come up with this model? What did you find in the market that was working? What wasn't working? And what was the big uh, problem you were trying to solve when you're like, we got to do this better? Well, well, the pain point uh, for someone that owns a business is they know that they need to network. Yeah. That it's extremely important for them. Networking, though, is is typically less than perfect. It requires a lot of work to do it, mm-hmm. a lot of time, shoe leather, and money, going to multiple events, chamber events, etc. Essentially, when someone networks, they feel like they're going uh, to the prom, perhaps without a date. <laughs> you meet four or five people at the event uh, that may dance with you or not. Uh, chances are they're not the people that you want to meet uh, you have a couple drinks and maybe you continue and do networking the next day and hope you have results very time consuming yeah with rockstar connect what we do is we make our hosts uh the clients our clients who are the host of the events we make them the prom king everybody knows who they are before they go to the event they're consuming uh all the social media they're going on linkedin and looking you up much like you looked me up uh, before i came here and which everybody does before they meet somebody right yes so So you're the person that it's it's funneled towards the host at the event everybody wants to meet the host the whole event is designed so the host can facilitate the connection of everyone there which gives you uh that that go-to guy experience and they're going to have all the data that comes from the event so they can do the follow-ups in a strategic way, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what we do in Rockstar Connect, teaching them how to do that. So who do you find are like jobs that really make use of or get a ton of value out of hosting a Rockstar event? Is it is it specific to like certain professions seem to do really well? Or is it one of those things where it's just getting creative enough to make it work for you? Well, Rockstar Connect aside, let's leave Rockstar Connect out of it. I think anyone would have value hosting their own own networking event. Uh, even if, uh, you know, people ask me, what do you do? I do many things. I have many hats. But frankly, I tell people, I'm in the opportunity business. That's what I'm in. So if you're looking for opportunity, the best thing you can do is increase your network and your sphere of influence. I just like to put it on steroids. Yeah, you know, I don't want four or five people. I, you know, I come from a sales background, uh, amongst other things. And it's a numbers game. I want a sphere of, of tens of thousands of people in my Rolodex right. that, that are going to enhance not only the experience for myself as a business owner, but for all the people that I'm trying to connect with. Give me the ability to help all those people that are out there. Now, my, my initial background, you know, I wasn't in business. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I started off uh, with a liberal arts degree. So essentially, I studied for unemployment. <laughs> I think like most of us, we're not in our degree. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, I attempted that. I had a degree in uh, religion and history, and I, and I went over to Israel, and I worked there for, for several years. Came back uh, to the United States, and I was a social worker. And I learned a lot of things in, in social work, uh, one of which is, and, and this will lead up to what, what we're talking about, that. I worked with the elderly and what I found consistently working with the elderly was regret. Hmm. People saying, I regret I did not do that. I wanted to accomplish this and I never did it because time ran out. Yeah. Well, these are people in their eighties, nineties, hundred, they didn't find that time. So I made a concentrated effort to say, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I opened up uh, first, I, you know, took a little, 
segue into learning about sales and marketing. It's very important that you have those basics. Right. Uh, but then I went and opened my own business. I always wanted to own a bookstore. It was a family dream, not only my dream. And I opened up four bookstores and this was in the, the age of uh, internet books coming online. And I had a brick and mortar store and I was very successful with those stores. First of all, I wanted to do that. I enjoyed it and I wanted to do it, but I did things that helped the community. I found when I, when I tried to promote my core business, my bookstore, I took money and I was just literally flushing it down the toilet. But if I did things for the community, like uh, artist series or authors events or connect with a charity or host a networking event, I was able to do good things, which was what I wanted to do. I mean, I was a social worker. So I started out as, and people would reward me by doing business with me and mentioning my name to other people. And that's the core success in, in what I see when in networking, you know, you're really doing well in networking when people mention your name to you, and they've never <laughs> even met you. Like, have you had that happen where you're like, you need to meet this guy that I've heard about. It's like, that's me. Uh, yeah. Frequently, frequently <laughs> it happens. That's awesome. Your, your name is dropped in conversations by people that you don't even know. Yeah. Or say, you know, I'll frequently, I'll be kind of connected with someone simply because your name came up and I don't yeah. necessarily know that person. They know of me. So that's, that's an apt metaphor. When we were promoting your brick and mortar book business uh, through traditional channels, you felt like you were flushing the money down the drain. And when you did things for the community, you felt like it had an impact to help you grow your business. How does that relate to networking and how do you see people doing the first version versus what they probably should be spending their time on? Well, I, I think the people that fail at networking, they think it's a, a business card pushing game. How okay. many business cards can I can I hand out mm-hmm. and how many you know appointments can I make with people, right. whether we have any synchronicity at all, which is kind of like an in-person version of promotion, right? Like I got my commercial, take my commercial, take my commercial. And you're holding it, your commercial in the form of your business card. No, in, instead I, you're right. You're hundred percent right. Instead you should be, you know, trying to make that contact you know, putting your hand on someone's shoulder and saying, what are you trying to achieve and how can I help you achieve it? So when I take a one-on-one with someone mm-hmm. and, and typically these are over the phone because you know, when you have a large sphere, you can't meet with everybody all the time. So I apologize if I have not met with you, mm-hmm. it's just a time constraint, but I try to leave every conversation with me doing something for the other person, with me giving something to the other person without expecting anything in return. Right. And the rewards from that are are fantastic. First of all, I feel that you learn the most by helping other people. If you want to learn, teach someone else. And that's what you do should be doing in a a one-on-one follow-up from networking, teaching the other person about your business looking at their business from the outside and helping them see how they can achieve their goals Mm -hmm. more quickly. How do you deal with the people that would disagree with that logic and say, you can't give them stuff for free. You're trying to make money. Well, they're good. You'll you'll find a way to make money, but you need to get them to the level where they can actually spend money with you. Yeah. (laughs) They they have to have the mindset of someone that you want to do business with just because someone wants to spend money with you doesn't mean that's the person you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. Also, more successful people are, make better clients. So you want the people that you're going to do business with to be as successful as possible. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the strengths of in-person networking versus online networking. Like you're talking about the connection. Like I know that you guys have experienced this. You have a client that you just wish you never would have got into bed with. Like, 
and it's personality driven. It's like life is too short to work with people you don't like kind of stuff. Well, it's not productive yeah. for them and it's not productive for you. Now I wrote, uh, with, uh, my partner, Nick Chaffee, the book, uh, mingle, uh, the art of face-to-face -face networking in, uh, the age of digital networking. And I'm not trying to give a plug to my book here, but it, it we'll just, do it. It, it just, sounds like a good book. <laughs> it just speaks to what you just said about these face-to-face -face meetings and instead of Facebook and LinkedIn. This is the way I see it. When I first started off in networking, I was a social worker. I had a boss that did not want to go to any networking events. She had no interest. Mm -hmm. So I had every opportunity to really jumpstart my career at a young age. And my tools at that time were, I had a DBase 4 program. Okay. Uh, you guys are a little young to know what, I that, don't is, know what that is. But that's your your predecessor to Excel and okay. creating your own database. Literally, you had to Sounds pro exciting. You had to program <laughs> in order to use it. You had to program the whole thing. Wow. But uh, but from the standpoint of someone who's networking, wow! Now I can like accumulate all this data, mm -hmm. and I can see who these people are and see how they're connected to one another. That's a tool. <laughs> The networking was the most essential part. The database would be completely useless without the networking. Right. Before that, we had Rolodexes. So I was known in the industry for having the largest Rolodex. So people would just call me and say, hey, who can you connect me with that can solve, help me solve this problem? Yeah. Also, um, you know, collecting collecting assets, collecting friends and and people that you can do business with makes you much more powerful. So typically most business people were, you know, we're not, we're not IBM or Uber or, or anything like that. We don't have millions of employees. It may just be, you may be a solo entrepreneur, right? But when you network, you, you could be as big as any large company if you nurture that network and that sphere of influence. So if you were to call me and say, I need uh, to know something about travel. Well, I know someone in travel. Let me consult with my travel department. Is it my travel department? No, but it's someone I have a good relationship with that I mm -hmm. feel that I can connect you to. Yeah. Or a CPA or an attorney and, and so on and so forth. So I uh, I recently, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I started my company eight months ago. And then- Congratulations. Thank you. And then I decided I need to be out networking more. And so I pushed myself with some stretch goals to hit up a lot of networking stuff and notice some funny trends. And I was thinking- I bet you've seen a crazy amount of stuff. So I got some questions for you just in general about networking events. Okay. Uh, so what are some of the characteristics that you see? And like, if it were a recipe, what would be the ingredients of a successful networker? Well, as you do more of these events, you're going to find, and this sort of goes to my business. So when I had had my bookstore, uh, it would drive my employees crazy. There would be people that would come into my bookstores and they would just talk your ear off. Right. And they would never buy anything. <laughs> That's and, what Barnes and Nobles is. I think you just accurately described their business model. <laughs> well, in a bookstore, the bookstore owner or the bookstore employees are sort of like rock stars. You know, they they hold the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. And these people, they would talk to you, and you would establish relationships. But the employees, they sort of didn't get it. And say, you don't understand. First of all, it's it's a pleasure to speak with these people. They're very nice, and they are brand evangelists for my store. Mm. So when people come into town. They have visitors from out of town. They bring them to the bookstore. We're like cheers. Everybody knows their name yeah. there. They feel comfortable there. And they introduce me as the owner as like the book God. Yeah. You know? And those people are going to spend a lot of money in the store. And invariably they always did. Uh, 
So at every networking event, you have people that go to a lot of networking events mm-hmm. and they want to be known. They want to be recognized and they deserve to be recognized because they're out there on the street talking about your networking event. What do they do? They network. They right. talk to people all the time. It's That's hard right. to fill up the, the conversation holes. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about people that we know that, that we respect and that we feel that could help you in your business. Yeah. Now, I don't know how big you're, you've been open for eight months. So I imagine you don't have a very large sales staff. Nope. Well, if you had your own networking event and you hosted your own networking event, you have hundreds and thousands of people potentially that are going to be your sales staff and speaking your name every day. You can't pay for advertising like that. Right. Well, so in, in flip side of that, uh, what are some of the, the worst things that you've seen networkers do? Like if the recipe were like how to ruin it, like how have you seen people putting mustard on ice cream? Uh, Well, (laughs) This is, I don't want to make anybody feel bad out there if, you, if you've done this at, at one of our events around the country, but the people with the clipboards. Okay. The ones that come in with the clipboards like and the brochures. It's like, do you work for Greenpeace? Like, can I take your, <laughs> like, they're going, they're trying to take this step and like, let me write down your name and phone number and put it on here. Can you fill it out? Yeah. And I'll get back to you and we'll make an appointment. It's like, they're trying to make the sale right there. Right. A networking event is about making meaningful connections mm-hmm. or determining who you want to make meaningful connections with. Yeah. It's not about making the sale on the spot. That being said, you can you can make a sale on the spot, but it has to be you know right. Right. So how so how do you avoid getting too salesy too fast in a networking conversation? Because I know that that turns people off, turns me off. It's like especially if somebody approached me like with a clipboard, like what's your name and address? I haven't met you yet. Like, uh, hi, how you doing? What's that, your name? <laughs> put that thing away. Well, I you should it should be. Uh, Sure to be like uh, like a first date when you're meeting someone. Right. Uh, it's sort of inappropriate. I mean, I watch uh, these shows with my wife, these r- rom-com sure. TV shows, and mm-hmm. they always show the first date. And there's the guy there talking about his job. Like, ah, yeah, I make so much money. My car is so great. And I, I think that that's very inter- the same thing in networking when people right. are trying to say, you know, push off how successful they are. Sure. Now, at any networking event, there's people at all different levels in their business. You may not be aware of it when you walk into a room because you're not speaking to everyone there. But usually on the outskirts of every networking event in the corners is someone who is very influential, who is affluent, and they are definitely not going to advertise that at the event. They have been networking their whole life. They are looking for opportunities for their business. Mm. That person, if you go up to them and try to put off that you're some super successful, super successful person, they're going to smell it on you right away. Yeah. And you just missed out on a a chance to make a connection that could have brought your business to an entirely different level. Yeah, I think so. I I help people by building websites and I see that all the time. Like when your website begins, like the first impression of your website is a list of your features and benefits and how awesome you are. People smell that right away and they're like, "Ooh, I don't know. It seems a little fake. Um, and they're, they're skipping the important part. Like I always appreciated a networking thing, the people that open up with asking about you, like they want to learn about you. Oh, that's absolutely the the best because, you know, you know, people like to hear their own name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the sweetest sound in the, in the world <laughs> to them. They like to hear their own name and they like people to ask about them, uh, that you are genuine, genuinely interested. And frankly, I really don't care about what you do for a business. Mm-hmm. I want to know who you are as a person yeah. because if I like you and I trust you, I'm going to find a way to do business with you or find someone to do business with I, you I regardless you just, of what you yeah, do. That's such a good point. And I've, I've learned it from 
And yeah, I've learned it kind of in the wrong way, but the way you said it is the right way to think about it. Cause I remember I watched uh, Simon Sinek talk about how to improve your elevator pitch. And, and I noticed over and over again, like as soon as you say what you do, like every association that everybody's ever had with anybody they've ever done business before associated with what you said. So like if I'm out networking and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And I lead with what I do. I make websites. I can see people mentally fall asleep and gloss over. They're, they're uh, looking. They're looking for an exit strategy. Yes, they uh, are. That's why at, at, at a Rockstar Connect event, and I encourage any of you that are going to be hosting your own events, uh, we only ask people to put their first name on mm -hmm. their name tag. We don't want uh, you know people cyber stalking you and bothering you after an event. That way, you can choose who you give your card with more information yeah. to. Beyond that, don't put your business on there. Uh, if you know, if you put on there that you're a financial advisor or you're a real estate agent or a CPA, people will run away from you as fast as they possibly can. Right. Uh, because they know they need you, but they're not ready for you yet. <laughs> it takes up some time. They need to to know who you are and 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 trust you in order to do business. So just go there as as an individual right. that that buys into the the philosophy of you have to give in order to get. See how you can give to other people. Uh, how, what, how can you get involved in your community? This is not all about making money. Yeah, it, It's about having a certain quality of life and those people that are more socially connected. And this is proven by many studies uh, are happier. Yeah. They have a better life. And Facebook has, has given people a false sense of that. Wow. I have thousands of friends on Facebook. Right. You really don't know those people and they're, they're celebrating all their successes on there and rarely their failures, you almost have a, can garner resentment towards them. Mm. Uh, meet someone in person, you know, walk in their shoes a little bit and, and you're going to have much more success in, in working your yeah. sphere of influence. I think we're a lot more prone to curate our life for social media than we do. Like if I were to stalk somebody online, right? 99% of the time. And when I say stalk somebody online, I mean, that was a terrible way to phrase it. I mean, learn about their business as I'm preparing to meet them in real life. You're going to get all the awesome stuff. And that's not a real connection. That's a, that's a beginning of a conversation. But when you meet somebody in real life, you get to identify with the person. You can ask them questions about what their struggles are, things they won't share on their online presence, which is where I feel like you really learn a lot. You learn a lot from your mistakes personally. The, if somebody's willing to share what they've learned from their mistakes, that's so kind of them because they're saying like, here, don't do what I did. <laughs> and, 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 and Joe, it goes, it goes further than that. There are some people that are putting their successes there because they want to share their successes. Mm -hmm. There are some people putting there there because they're bragging. But if we're talking about curation, there are people out there that are experts in social media. They've been doing social media for, for you know, now over a decade. Right. They're there to get engagement. They want people to see them out of the masses of people so that they can then create these relationships to have business. Yeah. So knowing that when you're reading a post, you know, when I put a post up, I go, I know that this particular post, I'm going to get 85 engagements on it. And I know that this many people are going to go look at my LinkedIn page and this many people are going to join it and this many people are going to share it yeah. and realize multiply me times a million people that know how to do what I do. And that's what social media has become. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a ever changing thing. We were talking just before the show a little bit about how it's it's an interesting trend to note that there's been like 15 million people in the millennial generation get off of Facebook um, for various reasons. Uh, it could be that they don't like the constant ads. A lot has changed in ads on Facebook. 
It could be that they're moving to another network. Uh, and a lot of people do move to Instagram, which is funny, also owned by Facebook. Uh, so I guess leaving Facebook is questionable. But uh, I think what I appreciate about Rockstar Connect is there's almost like a, well, let's return to the original kind of mentality. Um, you could call it old school. You could call it uh, whatever. But how do you... Like the way your grandparents did business. Yes. Like, yeah. like the statement that is always true, like common sense isn't always common practice. Like you really want to build relationships. What should you do? You should probably listen to grandma, you know, and how right. she said to do it and how grandpa said to do it. And I, and I love that about Rockstar. Well, speaking of grandfather, my grandfather was a major influence on my life. Mm -hmm. And he was a master networker and schmoozer, whatever you say. He was in, involved in every organization. He was a Kentucky colonel and he was knighted by a queen and wow. a knight of Malta and a Freemason and a Shriner. And it just goes on and on and on. And he would befriend everyone. He loved people. He had clients that were billionaires and he had friends that, you know, dug ditches and they all loved him. So when he died at his funeral, I sat next to my grandmother. They were lying down the street. I mean, blocks of people waiting to, to, to greet her and they would come up and every single one would say, Maury Raymond is my, was my best friend. Uh -huh. That's the way he made them all feel. And because of that, he would never wanted for anything in his life. He helped people achieve what they wanted to achieve. And it was very old school. That was back to the days of, of, of three martini lunch. Mm. And that's an event that I would love to bring back, <laughs> <laughs> you know, an afternoon networking event. We're going to go have lunch and drink martinis. And, you know, with Rockstar Connect, we get the you know opportunity to try and experiment with all different types mm -hmm. uh, of, of events, of course. So, uh, man, that's a, such an incredible way to live your life. Yeah. Um, I've often thought about like how, you know, I think everybody does at some point, you start to think about how you're going to be remembered and what an amazing way to be remembered. Well, he who dies with the most friends win as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. it's interesting. The more friends you have, the more toys you have mm -hmm. too, because your friends got a lot of toys Yeah, and they like to play with you. I have a buddy that tells me all the time, like, you don't have to be crazy rich. You just need to have rich friends. I had, I had an ex brother-in-law and he had a, you know, a great network of friends that he knew from, from preschool and they were extremely affluent. He, on the other hand, was very middle class, like my upbringing as well. But he would go golfing with them and vacations mm -hmm. and, you know, he, every opportunity that they had because they liked him so much and they valued him so much, they would make yeah. sure that he was was included. That's a powerful point, too, to just like from your grandfather, treat everyone as if they were your best friend. And I think about that all the time, like when I even in simple stuff, like practical stuff, when I say hello to somebody, am I communicating that I'm excited to see them? that I'm genuinely interested in what they have going on. And if I'm not, why not? Like, why am I off my game? Yeah. Well, you should, you should never hold a grudge. Uh, everyone has their weak moments. Uh, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, I take a great pleasure when, you know, when I was a kid, everyone had their bully. Uh, maybe you were a bully, but you know, yeah, look at me. I'm like, I'm, I'm not the bully. <laughs> you are not the bully. But now making friend with, friends with your bully, making friends with people that you you didn't, that aren't necessarily exactly like you, but you can see each other. You can understand one another. They may come from a completely different background. Think how that expands your business opportunities. When you can deal with people that are not absolutely like you. Well, yeah. if you don't go to networking events and you don't do other forms of networking, you're never going to meet people that are not exactly like you. Right. So I know in, let me just ask you a question. How long do you think it takes? Well, let's back up and ask it a different way. 
Networking isn't a quick fix. It's not a magic pill. You haven't been selling it as that. It's probably more likely described as a cumulative effect, like exercise or something like that. You got to do it regularly to see results. Have you noticed that for, like, I often do this with, with either, like if somebody's trying to run like an awareness campaign or do some kind of marketing and they're like, I just want to buy an ad. You want to lovingly tell them like, oh, don't waste your money and just buy one ad. And then you got to explain like what an awareness campaign is. And if you want to compete, like you're competing against like target and stuff, like, I'm not sure that's the path you want to run down. And so you try to help clients understand that there's an investment of time before you'll see the results in the solution. And so have you noticed that there's like a timeline for people? Like it takes six months. Well, let's say this, you can have immediate results. Mm -hmm. You can have immediate results without immediate results, put money in your pocket. Maybe, maybe not. But just just making sure that more people know who you are and you actually stand out from the crowd, you can do by hosting your own events. They have to be done consistently, though, mm. and regularly. My event, uh, my Rockstar Connect event, that was an event before there was Rockstar Connect, is North Hills Networking. I've held that every month since 2011. Yeah. If you and that was here, called the most successful and active in the world, right? Uh, by meetup, uh, yeah. Uh, by meetup, and uh, we were just recently recognized. This was I was at the airport, and someone said, "Congratulations on your award." WRAL said we're the number one networking event in the state of North Carolina. We didn't even know that. Wow, <laughs> that we were nominated uh, for the award. So it, obviously, we didn't stuff the ballot box because we didn't know we were nominated <laughs> for the award. But uh, I consistently do that event. That's what's difficult. For, for most people, it's mm -hmm. like you did an event. It's so much money to do an event and it takes so much time. And now I have all these people I have to follow up with. Well, then you don't rebook the event. You don't get it on the calendar. You don't do the follow up. Right. That's a pain point that our company solves. So even if you've, you're, you're slammed with business, you know, your event's scheduled for the next month and you can show up at your event. Yeah. Because you guys handle the promotion, you handle... We book, we book the venues, we get the, you know, all the fees associated with the event dropped uh, for the host. Uh, we handle all the logistics because you know, venues are pretty chaotic places. So you need yeah. to make sure you're on the calendar. We do all the follow-up. Uh, we're the hotline for the event. We're dealing with the attendees. We're doing all the social media, creating all the social media properties uh, associated with the event. We're doing all the follow-up uh, with the hosts providing with them with all the supplies that they need for their events, uh, providing them with the education in order to be successful with the events. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a lot going on there. Yeah. If uh, you've ever planned an event, if you haven't, don't be naive. Like it takes a lot of work <laughs> to plan an event correctly. It takes a, a lot of work. And also because people get overly complicated. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> what are you trying to achieve here? You know, right. you don't need, like, you know, people are all excited. They're like, Oh, I'm doing an event. I'm going to have live music. At my my networking event. Yeah, that'll make it easy for people. Is, to talk. is it a networking event or is it a concert? <laughs> or they get too hung up on the food. They want really elaborate food. Yeah. Most people's stomach is so tied up in knots that they can't eat anything at a networking event. Mm -hmm. If they're putting anything in their mouth, it's because they're nervous and they don't know what to do with yeah. their hands. <laughs> so you know, if you have salsa and chips, you're probably it's a great way to get out of a conversation. Like, oh, that's interesting. I'm just shoving mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I just want to grab a, <laughs> grab a little bit of food. It, it's not about that. It's about people going there and feeling comfortable and welcome. And that's why people love Rockstar Connect events. So I was at an event in, in South Florida. I flew down uh, for an event, and there was a gentleman there. And he's just raving about the event. It was the first event. This guy was going crazy. Yeah. And I had, you know, as the you know the founder of the company, I wanted to take him aside, even though it was on the sidelines. I said, why is this such a great event? 
So in my business, I have to network all the time. That's like, you know, my sales manager says, I have to network. Well, guess what? I have to pay to go to those networking events. Mm-hmm. That comes out of my pocket. My sales manager is not writing me a check. And I'm missing time with my wife and I'm missing time with my kids. And then I get there and everyone is trying to sell me something. Right. It's the same people. Well, at a Rockstar Connect event, we, we never charge the attendees. They are not paying to come to the event. There's always something there for them to nibble on, you know, not a Thanksgiving Day feast or anything like that. And there's no boring speakers and no one is trying to sell them anything. Yeah. And I think you guys have solved another really important problem because I've been to, so I've been to a lot of events in the area, been to Rockstar events. Rockstar events do feel different. And um, I get more excited about going to a Rockstar event than a lot of the other night events that, that come up. And I, and I think one of the problems that you guys have solved, which is one of the hardest to solve, is that there's this weird like emotion that humans have that if nobody's going, it'll suck. And there's like a curve you can't cross. Mm-hmm. And Rockstar events have a bunch of people like every time. And so when somebody asks you like, how was the event? And there was three people there. It's going to be a mixed bag. Like, oh, oh, yeah, 100%. But if, if there's a bunch of people there, how was the event? If it wasn't good, that was kind of on you. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, it's if you get about, you know, the threshold is if you get a 15 people or more at an event to the attendee, it's going to feel like a hundred people were there. Wow. Cause you're really only going to realistically be able to talk to three to five people mm-hmm. at the event. If you're an attendee and if you're a host, you know, we've designed it, you know, we have the money seat at the rockstar connect event. You just have to stand by that front desk, have someone sign people in and introduce you as the host. And you're going to meet all the people that you're going to want to meet. You're going to get all the data. You're not going to try to sell anything to them at the event. You do the follow-up later. Right. You know, either in, we can go into, we could do 20 shows on how to, how to utilize data and to increase your business. But I think we're limited on time here in yeah. that regard. But uh, we have, you know, we have hosts around the country, some that have made millions of dollars from their event. Mm-hmm. We have people that host, you know, five of these Rockstar Connect events. And that is the way they do their prospecting. It is the way they do their marketing. and It's the way they make their money. I bet you answered this question before in, in interviews or whatever, and maybe you haven't, but I'm curious to know your take on it. Is introvert extrovert, does that give people a pass from networking? Well, no, it doesn't. Cause I am an introverted extrovert. I am. I love inbound sales. I love inbound relationships. So I want people to come to me. <laughs> so that's why I created rockstar connect. Essentially. Mm-hmm. That's why I had my, my other types of business. People were coming to me. So you can get out of that shell. And if you go to the right events and we have rockstar events all over the country, you're, you know that you're going to feel comfortable there. You're going to make be feel welcome. How extroverted do you have to be? You know, really, you just yeah. have to go there. People are going to come up to you. That, is that makes the, it a lot easier. That's one of the crazy things that, so real life, everyday life, you're trying to, you're just walking around making connections you would love the opportunity to share what you're passionate about and tell people what you're doing. If it would come up in natural conversation, it rarely does in everyday life walking around. You go to a networking event. That's why everybody came. Well, you know how you can have more impact in a networking event as an attendee. Cause we're talking about yeah. host quite frequently, be a giver. You know, you don't have to go to 20 networking events, but the one or two that you're at make an impact, mm-hmm. find out how you can help that networking event. How you can volunteer or how you can help people that are going to the event. Go on social media and take a picture of yourself at the event. A lot of this is perception. You know, we understand social media is perception. If you were to post on your social media page that you went to 
a Rockstar Connect event, my assumption would be that you went to 20 events. You're always going to events. Yeah, that's how people look at social media. This guy's always at events. He's always doing that. <laughs> right. So for that, that's a real that that's a real great for an introvert extrovert. Yeah. Right. You know, because you have to be out there. <clears throat> I don't want to go to twenty. I don't want to go to twenty events per month. And for years, I have only gone to my networking event or to support you know, one of my clients when mm-hmm. they have an event. But the perception in the is probably that I go to networking events all the time, and that's what I do every single day. Yeah. It's not the case. <laughs> so do everything efficiently. I, I'm one of those people in business. I try to do things in the most efficient manner possible. So I have the time available for money-making opportunities. So what are the goals that networkers who are attending events, like we're talking about now, what should what should be their mindset going into a rock star event? Well, their, their mindset should be that, that they're not going there to sell something, mm. first, first of all. Uh, you're setting the bar way too high for yourself and you will have disappointment and people will smell it on you. They, they will smell it on you. I mean, you will probably be sweating profusely in a <laughs> disgusting mess, but if you're going there to make meaningful connections, that's a terrific thing. And people do make fantastic business connections there. Right. People also, and we've had many people meet their spouse at a rockstar connect event. Yeah, you're kind of going and meeting people who are members of your tribe. It's a lot of business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people that understand each other's struggles. Well, you see that you should see it as an opportunity. It's like, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're very isolated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're doing your job, you're doing your work. You're, you're sitting there, you, have, you wear many hats, you're a marketing person, you're the bookkeeper, right. or you, you know, you're the cleaning lady. You do everything. This is your opportunity to unite with other people like you that are having the same issues and problems that you're having in your business. And they're probably having successes as well that you can learn from. So this is your opportunity to mentor, to be mentored, uh, to find those parts of your business that you're missing. Like a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to a networking event because I want to sell my service. Maybe you're going there to interview vendors that you could potentially utilize to enhance your business experience for your clients. Mm-hmm. So there's many things there. Also, yeah, you know, maybe you're, you're going to find that person that, that, that will listen to your sob story about what's going on in your business besides your spouse. Yeah. Unburden them a little bit. <laughs> That's a good point. And I have found myself because I've sat in that role for, for months being that solo entrepreneur, like I equated in my mind to like when you'd see a, a stay at home parent who had been at home for a long time and they hadn't seen an adult. Like I was just verbally dumping on people, but like, Oh, it's so great to talk to somebody like, you know, and getting that conversation out. <laughs> well, to Joe, to rein when, that I, when I'm at the, these events, I feel like these are like, we're all together. We're all together in this. We're like one big, we're like one big company. I can reach out to any of these people that I'm in relationships yeah. with and said, I need some help. Right. Or can I bounce this off you, this idea? Cause Hey, every business I've ever started, I've said it's always started with me talking to someone and saying, does this idea sound crazy to you? Right. And usually if they say it sounds crazy, I go, great, I'm going forward with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I think what one of the ways to think about it is the, the, the people that have a negative perception of networking right now, oh, people are just trying to sell me stuff and it's awkward. It's like a high school dance, like you were saying earlier, and there's the wallflowers on the side and there's clicks over here. And I don't feel like I fit in. It's most likely that the way that what you're getting out of it is your perception going into it and what you're putting into it and to approach networking as a human who wants to make connections because connections are meaningful is something that is noble. It is something that is worth your effort. 
and it is something that is worth your time. And I think that a lot of people suffer that they forget that they're in control of their perception and they can make that shift. Correct. Correct. And you, you made me think about something to sort of be like a little look in a little bit and be a little bit critical. There are many different types of networking. Rockstar connect is only one type of networking. Mm -hmm. The people that it appeals to, they're going to love it and they're going to keep on going and they thrive on it. Yeah. Those that don't like it, they're probably going to stay 15 minutes. So if you're eliminating all the people that don't like it from the event within 15 minutes, obviously you're going to have a really, really good event. Those people that didn't like Rockstar Connect, though, if you want to be successful, truly successful in your business, find out what you do like to do and network there. Go join a bowling, a bowling league. Yeah. Participate in PTA. You know, join a, a beer tasting club or, or, or something that, that speaks to you. We're not everybody's cup of tea, but there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that believe that we are perfect for them. Go find what's perfect for you. Yeah, that's great advice. I, and one more question for you, and then we'll be, we'll be wrapping up here. But um, I like to ask this question. If you could, like Marty McFly style, borrow the DeLorean and go back in time to the moment that you had decided I'm starting Rockstar Connect, and you now know all these things from experience and what you know now, and you only had a minute to talk to young Stephen David Elliott with all three first names and say, Hey, this is, this is the thing. What would you say? I'd say forward young man. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on Stephen. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope this is a value uh, to the audience. It certainly has been for me. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, any upcoming events you'd like to make note of? Gosh, there, there's so many. Uh, let's make this evergreen. Let's not put it in any dates. There's always a Rockstar Connect networking event near you. Mm -hmm. You can go to our website, uh, rockstarconnect.com, and uh, find the events there or an Eventbrite or Meetup. And if you'd like to uh, become a Rockstar yourself, there's uh, you know little places probably on that website where you can find out more information. Oh, great. It's been awesome talking to you. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. You guys Thank have a you. great day. Thanks, Stephen. Yep, because we all just want to be big rock stars. <laughs> this show is produced at Podcast Carry, a professional studio making podcasting simple and fun. Located in Vibe Coworking in Cary, North Carolina. Want to start a podcast to create great content for your business and establish yourself as a thought leader in your city? Go to podcastcarry.com, connect with your audience, Grow your brand. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?